What's going on, everybody? Welcome, I would say back, but this is the first episode that we've ever done this. This is a podcast. It's called Growing Upstairs with your hosts, Holden and Noah. Noah, this is going to be awesome. We're going we're gonna to try this podcast called Growing Upstairs. The purpose of this show is growing with God together. So we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk music. We're going to have fun on this show. But again, we're going to talk about Jesus and kind of get in uh, to some life. So uh, again, I'm Holden. This is Noah. Hey, this is going to be great, man. It's, it's going to be awesome. Okay, the first time anybody does a show, it's not supposed to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. It takes a couple of times kind of getting the feel of things, getting how, you know, figured out how things are going to go, figuring out how to work a microphone, how to talk into a microphone and everything. So uh, don't be nervous as we get into this thing. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. So what we're going to do really quickly, just to kind of get to know, let you guys get to know who we are, we're going to do a quick introduction. So I'm just going to say who I am, how old I am, what I do for a living. Noah's going to do the same thing. And then we'll kind of dive into some stuff. So first of all, I'm Holden. Like we said off the top, I'm 29 years old. I'm actually an assistant manager on a plantation uh, in southwest Georgia. Um, So that's what I do. I am one of the youth leaders at our church, First Baptist Camilla uh, in Camilla, Georgia. All right. Yeah. So um, like Holden said, my name is Noah, and um, I am 23 years old, and currently I am working for Family Bank in Camilla, Georgia, our hometown, um, and also help out with as a leader in the upstairs at FBC Camilla. So that's kind of where the play of the name that we came up with here, growing upstairs. A lot of what we've been doing is the youth group that we we help with is the upstairs so when we started playing music and that's kind of how we're going to get into some talking about music and just how we're feeling about music or certain songs at certain times uh is noah also decided hey let's start kind of a youth praise band so to speak and we called it upstairs worship upstairs worship so everything's kind of based around that upstairs theme so the upstairs upstairs worship this going to be called growing upstairs but to me it kind of has a twofold purpose it's growing upstairs because you're growing with God together. Like I said, you're growing upstairs, but it's also like going upstairs. It's a play on the word yeah. um, in multiple kind of ways. Um, but anyways, like I said, we're going to talk about Jesus' life and music. Um, so really quickly, we're just kind of, kind of, I guess, not really hit on what's going on in life because you guys, as we do this podcast, you'll kind of learn about who we are um, and what we're doing First of all, what we're going to talk about here is you just got back from camp, youth camp that you went on as a leader uh, with our youth group. So I'll give you kind of a minute to talk on that. And then we're going to get into some more fun stuff before we really dive deep into um, some things. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Youth Group Chronicles, um, but what they talk about is just some funny and embarrassing stories that have happened in youth groups. So we're going to kind of take a page from their book a little bit and kind of tell you of some of our own. Um, But also in the future, we'll try to get some from not only our own youth members but you know gramps brother chad is is who we call gramps he is the youth minister at the church Mm -hmm. um that we're at so we'll kind of get some stories from him too but then the main segment of this is going to be let's grow upstairs which is where we truly dive into you know kind of a message or a verse of the day and talk about that as we get into it but i want to know a little bit about how was camp fuge up in jackson tennessee uh, this past week. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go. I'd already had my summer planned. Listen, I, I'm married. I have a little five-year-old uh, at the house. He is wide open. Luckily, right now, you, you're you in a relationship, but you're not on the married status yet. So you kind of had the ability to 
you got to go to camp and enjoy all that. I hope to be doing that next year, Lord willing. Right, Lord willing. But I want to shout out Gramps. That's, that's <laughs> right. I want to know. Uh, just talk to me a little bit. How was camp? How, how did everything go? You know, what did you see in our youth group? What is some stuff that you learned? You know, while being there, even as a leader, you know, I think so many times we're like, man, I'm so excited for what what's going to happen with our youth group that you you don't realize and you don't really expect what God's going to do in your own life at that same time. Right, dude. It was it was great. Um, and uh, if you've never been to, I mean, I know you've never been to Fuge before, but um, Fuge camps is all across the country, pretty much. I, I, we were looking at a thing this week, and actually are starting one in California next year. Oh, so wow. they're they're really expanding. But so we're going on a road trip, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> but this week, you know, this past week, we went to Jackson, Tennessee, like you were saying, and it was about an eight hour drive or so but um so you know i was driving the car and chad gramps was driving the bus and um so we took all the kids up there and it was a great week um it was it was a week that we really kind of saw i would say the biggest theme of our youth group was community um the the theme of the the overarching theme of Fuge Camps this year was in his image, right? So this idea that we're made in the image of God, um, you know, and that sin is in our lives is what breaks that, you know, is, is what breaks that image. Um, and so our image is distorted. Um, and yet through Jesus and, and his sacrifice on the cross, that image could be restored. Um, but through that, we were able to have some really good conversations with our group during the church group time at night. And they were just, um, I mean, they just, if we could have stayed there all night, I think they would have. Um, they were just so open and and excited about what was going on, what's going on in our youth group, what's going on in our church. Um, and I think as a community, they grew together so much, which is crazy with us starting this podcast, you know, growing upstairs. Um, they were growing this past week as a community, and it was just really great to see. Um, you know, of course they had a good time with recreation and that kind of thing. Um, but I think, I know Chad mentioned it Sunday, a lot of times you don't, with pictures, you don't get to see the worship aspect because you're, you're, you're there in the worship service. You want to be reverent of that time and you want to be, um, in worship. And so you're not stopping really to take pictures and stuff like you are at recreation. Yeah. You're, you're in that moment Mm -hmm. at the same time. And so a lot of times you miss some of those pictures, but man, it was the true, the true moments of that camp this past week was just seeing, um, being able to worship, seeing our kids be able to worship. It was just, you could just tell that, you know, the Lord was there and it was just holy ground. I know they used that term a lot last week, but you, that, you know, those moments were in an area and that area was an area of holy ground. It was just great. Yeah. That's is the image aspect of all of it is such a powerful thing in and of itself and how we can get that distorted. But the only way that you get that back is obviously through Christ himself. And that's, that's one thing that I want to emphasize. Like when we're doing this show is music is such a big part, not only to you, like you're, you're a fantastic singer, but also a great musician. I also help lead with worship um, on Sunday mornings as well at our church. So music is such a big part of our lives where that's something that, 
you know, kind of a little bit of a backstory really quickly here for the people that obviously don't know who we are, never listened to this. Obviously, it's brand new. But, you know, you and I both did rec together for VBS, which if you don't know what that is, this vacation Bible school that we hold for the community in our area around us. Speaking of community, you know, we did rec, and that's such a fun thing. The kids love to do rec, and so do so do our youth. I think even our young adults are the same way. We love to do yeah. rec. It's, it's such a fun thing. It's fun to be a little kid sometimes. That's right. But worship is something that I connect with completely differently because I can sit there and I can listen to a message that a preacher's given or that, you know, a, a, a speaker is giving at, at a conference, and you can get powerful testimonies from people. You can get powerful uh, moments that you listen to and, and you're full into it, but there is something else about worship and through music that connects with, to me, almost everybody. Yeah, almost, I'm not saying everybody. There are some people in this world that music just, they don't care about, but music affects and connects with people in so many different ways. And it is always such a big part to me in life, especially back in you know, the time I was in youth like 46 years ago is what it feels like. <laughs> it was it was such a big part of, you know, my growth with God mm-hmm. and having that community with other people is going to a camp somewhere else. You don't know these people. And if you, once you get past that part of, I don't know these people, these people don't know me, and you start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is something I tell our youth group all the time is get out of your comfort zone. It is such a, a blessing when you get out of that comfort zone, make a relationship with other people grow in your community mm-hmm. and then you're able to just worship freely. Yeah. Arms wide open, you know, a creed reference here real quick <laughs> and just absorb what, you know, the worship that you're going through. I see you're kind of looking at maybe, maybe you got like a note or something yeah. here that you want to hit me with. So I know you kind of mentioned like something that stuck with you through the week. One thing that, um, the pastor of the camp, his name was Graham. Um, pastor Graham said on, I think it was the last night he was talking about um, this idea of image shared, right? So, you know, your your image through sin has been distorted. Through Jesus, it can be restored. But then after we have that encounter with Jesus, we're called to share it. And um, one thing that he said during that topic was the gospel hits you on its way to somebody else. And I think so many times um, we can get caught up in the mundane, the mundane things of life and we forget about the fact that as Christians we're called to live out our faith wherever it may be, whether it's at the grocery store or at work or pumping gas or whenever somebody is in the fast lane that's going too slow, <laughs> right? But it's like, you know, the gospel has impacted you, but it doesn't stop there. It's impacted you, and it's hit you on its way to somebody else. So go and share that. And that one, I mean, when he said that, it just it smacked me. I was like, that is, that's good. It's, it's, it's so strong. And I, there are going to be a lot of times throughout the show that I'm going to reference back to something that we've either gone through, because, I mean, that's so much of life that when you're trying to teach or when you're trying to help lead and grow and guide others in these things that you're going through in life, a lot of that is what have, what have I gone through? Mm-hmm. You know, how, do, how, how can I share this with somebody else so that way they are growing upstairs as well? And I think about us doing D now um, just a couple of weeks ago and exactly what you just said, and I, I kind of touched on it at the start of this, was, you know, the gospel, it, it's, it's hitting you on the way to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I was so fired up for what D now was going to do for our youth group, which D now is just a youth 
conference, so to speak, for kind of our localized area around yeah. where we are. It's the best way I know how to ex- describe it. But I was so fired up for what it was going to do for them. Never expected, you know, how it would touch me. And mm-hmm. I just had a really good friend of mine did the exact same thing this past weekend. They had a like a youth conference for a few days, and he helped lead worship just like you and I did. Mm-hmm through that and the same he, he said the same thing happened to him he was like yeah. man i was so fired up for what it was going to do for these youth he was involved with the wreck that they did the music you know just like i mean almost identical to how we were and he was like i never expected you know god to move the way he did in my life yeah you know like he did there it's true that is very true it's so good all right well let's get to kind of a fun a fun topic here before we truly i mean it feels like we're already diving in like deep into um some of the true growing with god (laughs) here and we haven't even really got into that which we'll get into it here in just a minute Um, but let's 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 jump into a fun segment where I'll, i'll give you a funny or an embarrassing story of my own from times being in youth and this was i'm fairly certain so growing up in a small town just like you are here you know your family is generally involved with a lot well at the time my uh my cousin was not the youth minister, but she was basically the stand-in as, hey, I am the house that you go to when all the youth comes together and hangs out. Because that's what we do. Like, we get done on a Wednesday. In our case, we go out to eat, right? And we mm-hmm. all worship and fe- or we fellowship with one another in that way. For us back then, it was going to somebody's house, which at the time was the minister's, but they had, they had left and gone on mission. So we're going to my cousin's house, and we played hide-and-seek in the dark, which... I don't know if you guys know this or not. It's not always the smartest idea when you have a bunch of kids from ranging from the age of 12 to 17 running around in a house at night with the lights off playing hide and seek. Yeah. What is it about like youth nights and overnight youth events where kids just have to play hide and seek? I don't know. I love it though. <laughs> Cause like we played sardines. As a matter of fact, jumping back to that D now, uh-huh. which sardines is hilarious to me. And uh, again, I'm going to try to explain some things off the top here to where I'll just reference back, say, hey, go listen to the first episode if you want to go back and, and figure out what this is. But sardines is basically you get a bunch of youths in a room that's well lit, turn off the lights and the rest of the church, send one person out to hide. And the objective is over the next however amount of time that you allot for the kids to come out is to find that first person hiding. To the point where when the last person comes out, the objective is for the last person to find the first person that was hiding, and everybody essentially ends up hiding in the same spot. So that's sardines. But back to the story here, <laughs> because I have a tendency of making long stories longer than they should be, so we're going to get back on track. So we're playing hide-and-seek in the dark in this house. For you, those of you that don't know me, I am six foot four. <laughs> Even in high school, when I graduated, I was six foot two, if not six foot three at the time. I'm a pretty tall guy. Me and one of my best friends are hiding in like a back closet where, you know, like a linen closet with towels and everything. Right. And we hear the kid who is essentially it that's probably 14 and can't be any more than five foot six, a buck 10, if anything. And we hear him coming down the hallway. So me and my buddy, he's about the same size I am. We're both tall dudes, pretty pretty set dudes. And we hear him coming. So we decide to take off running down this hallway. Might I remind you, it is dark. And there are no lights on in the house. This kid, for whatever reason, it scared him that we were coming down the hallway at him. Understandable. 
But this kid, for whatever reason, thought that he could pole vault two <laughs> six foot two guys at his five foot six frame with nothing. No, just thought that he would Hussein bolt right over the top of us, I guess, when he jumped. Did not clear us at all. Wipes out. There's blood <laughs> involved in this situation. And it all of a sudden goes from a fun night of playing to this isn't fun anymore. But this kid, for whatever reason, thought that he would take a leap of faith with God, I guess, and think that he could soar like an angel over the top of this two six-foot-two skyscrapers coming at him. And it didn't it didn't end well for the kid. So that's one. Listen, I'm going to hold back a little bit because there's more stories that we're going to get to every week that we do this. So that's one of my kind of funny stories, just starting in on it. Yeah. So you got a funny or an embarrassing one? Embarrassing's funny too because I, I've got some of those that are coming. I've I've got one, but mine happens to involve um, our youth pastor um, Chad. So Holden kind of hit on t- talked about a little bit earlier, um, but our youth our youth pastor Chad at our church he um, he is has gray hair, right? He is. Um, how what is what is your best way you would describe Chad? Gramps. Yeah, I, I mean, I that's, think that's how I would describe. I literally take take your take your granddad who solid white hair, you know, six foot six foot one maybe. Is this what you mean, like a stature? Yeah, describing yeah. him, you know, like a normal granddad that you would see taking his grandkids to the movies, right? But take that and give him the energy of a middle schooler true that true. has drinking four mountain dews and eaten a whole pack of big texas honey buns <laughs> so just to give you an idea he is the the most enjoyable person to be around on a wednesday night um youth so um anyway long story short he got the nickname gramps right so um that's a story you know for another time but for the sake of this story he had already been given the nickname gramps at this time so okay um, going back to Fuge, so Fuge camps. This is this week. No, this was okay. uh, 2019 Fuge. Yeah. So we were at Liberty University, and at Fuge, what they do is, is after lunchtime, they give you track track times. So um, tracks can be anything from sharing your faith, um, worship leadership is a track, and then there's also like uh, competitive swimming no i'm just kidding um <laughs> that but, had to be where we're going but i was gonna say but it, it, they are those kind of tracks it's yeah. like uh you know recreation track uh battle ball and it's so one of the tracks that they have is bubble soccer i know where this is going and so bubble <laughs> soccer if you don't know where it is, what it is you get in this huge bubble type deal they blow it up and it it's basically a bubble with a with a hole through the middle of it like a donut and you you slide into it and wear it like a backpack yeah and so you're in the middle of this bubble and you could run into a brick wall and and get up and be fine and so you you get in these bubbles and it's like three on three and you kick a soccer ball and try to score a soccer goal so as chaperones in 2019 at liberty university huge camps we're sitting there watching one of our uh you know youth people um, or youth kids play bubble soccer and it gets to this moment where the track time's kind of winding down and they're like are there any adults that want to get in the bubble and here comes gramps and so of course gramps being the have drinking his four mountain dews (laughs) that morning 
he's one of the first ones to get in the bubble and we got in the bubbles too me and um him and another one of the leaders that was there that week and um dude it was a time like we were it was the first time we had ever been in those bubbles before and I mean, we literally were just, it was a free-for-all. Like, they, they uh, I think they must have lost the soccer ball because <laughs> we were just running around. Running taking, into each other, turning the bumper cards of the bu- of the bubbles. Yes, like we were just taking each other out. And I actually, I found the picture. The funniest thing is we get done, right, after laying each other out with the bubbles, soccer balls, and we're like, you know, okay, we're good. We got to get our phones and keys and stuff and, and, you know, walk to, I think like maybe, I don't know what was next, but anyway, we had to go all the way back across campus. Well, we start walking and I get behind Gramps and I'm like, Gramps, um, I just have to let you know, there is quite a large stain on the back of your pants. And, oh my goodness. They're showing you the picture now. I mean, it was it was hilarious, and he owned it, man. Like he he was like, "Hey, look, we had a great time at bubble soccer, and uh, in youth sometimes ministry, when you got to go, you got to go. In, in youth ministry. Sometimes you just got to enjoy it and and say, <laughs> hey, we had a good time.' And so, um, you know, I think that's a funny story, but um, it also shows a little bit of Chad's character yeah. in a way. He is. Um, Man, he is a good time. It's just happy go lucky, and um, that was such a. I mean, that was a good trip. All the, like I said earlier, all the huge camps are, are a good time, but that was one of the first ones that came to mind. Yeah. Um, when we talk about that segment, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting to be a part of it next year again, Lord willing, if we get to that time and everything goes the way that it is, because I'm gonna egg on the best that I can if I see those bubble balls to tell Gramps to get, to get in one of these. <laughs> we got to run We're it running it back. <laughs> I, I told you I saw a video where this guy gets in it. I don't know if this is real or not, but it looked as real as it can be. You know, they've got so much stuff now that you can make things look real, even mm-hmm. though they're not, which is kind of a scary thing as we're going through this world. But anyways, I digress. This guy's standing in the middle of the road, and I guess their plan is, let's see just how much these bubble balls can handle and this guy, like a car is coming. I'm assuming it's his friend. You know, it's got to be like in South Alabama. And I can say that because I'm from Alabama. <laughs> some some rednecks hanging out outside. And all of a sudden, a car comes and just, boom, there he goes, flying up. In, and when I say in the air, I'm not talking 10 or 15 feet. This dude is 25, 35 foot in the air <laughs> flying in this bubble ball and lands in the top of a pine tree and is not coming out. Oh my God. I'll have to find the video, dude, and show it to you. I'm assuming he eventually just rolled and fell all the way down the tree. So evidently, those those balls can handle anything. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was, but yeah, we're gonna run it back. Yeah, if if those things are there. Um, so we talked about some kind of funny or embarrassing things here. I want to get into kind of if you have an amazing or just an awesome story from youth time as well. Um, whether it be in a leadership role, because that's going to be some that we're going to get into, but also when you were there. And one for me, it always stems back to worship. It was I was at a youth camp, I think in Panama City. There have been many more. Like I think we've gone to Pigeon Forge to what was like finish the fight back then. It's been a long time ago. But there was one in Panama City, for instance, that our youth group like came together. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just a, hey, there's a guy over here or, uh, or a couple of the people in the youth that are kind of huddled together and they're praying or, you know, you got kids that are getting saved or anything like that. No, no, no. 
it was worship where our entire youth group just came together as one and almost it, it seemed like the entire conference every person of that conference when it was altar call time we had i don't know how many that got saved but everybody was bowed at the front of the the altar mm-hmm. at this conference and i've seen like a lot but when i tell you looking across i don't know that i saw more than 5 people out of probably a 500 to 600 people at this conference that were not at the front laid down mm-hmm. just i mean full on giving it to god which was such a it was an amazing and awesome experience to see and to witness and to be a part of because i was down there with them I mean, tears flowing and everything because when God starts to move in your life, yeah, you ain't holding it back, brother. Mm-hmm. When it when it's coming, dude, they let him let him work in your life. So that was just an amazing kind of thing that I got to witness. That was me at youth time. Again, we're gonna do this as we continue the show as long as we want to. And these are gonna we're gonna have more stories for you. This is just kind of starting off. Yeah. If you have one that's kind of whether it's similar or just something that you remember where it's like Man, this this guy fell off a balcony and somehow he lived and he was saved the next day. I mean, that's a little crazy, yeah. but well, no, I mean, dude, it's kind of crazy. Um, this past week at Fuge, um, there was I don't know if you heard Chad mention it tonight, but um, at worship tonight, but um, there was a moment one night this past week where we were just sitting there. You know, we had just finished worship and. Pastor Graham for the camp came up to speak to give the give the message, and it he came up and then one of the few staffers came up right behind him and told him something in his ear, and it was like his face you could tell right there like something's something's not right, and he began to tell us that there was a medical emergency that was going on inside the worship room at that moment, and I looked to my right and. I'm like, wow, like there is, like there were, there were people all around and there were EMTs that were beginning to come in and, um, you know, don't, don't really know, don't really have a whole idea of what was happening. Um, but they were able to get the person out of the auditorium and, uh, to the hospital. And in that moment we just stopped and began to pray like, Pastor Graham led everybody in prayer and and asked that we all kind of take turns to pray together as youth groups. And it was just a time where really everybody there that was kind of sitting there ready to listen to what he had to say that night stopped. And it was one of those moments, like what you're talking about, where people came together. Yeah. Um, Talk about that community like we were talking about earlier. Right. And, you know, they... The next morning, they told us, you know, that the the person was okay, um, that they had made it home, and that, you know, things were, were going to be okay with them. And, you know, I don't know how serious the situation was um, altogether, but it just really kind of showed me and us, I think, as a, as a church group, like, that could happen at any moment yeah. to anybody. And just to see the power of people stopping um, and not getting in the way of, you know, not letting all the other plans, what had already been planned, um, get in the way of what was happening in that moment and truly praying. Um, it was, it was just really, it was really cool to see, you know, everybody come together in that way, in that moment. 
it's such an amazing thing how I've always said, you know, and I think this is something that a lot of people say. If this is loud, you guys just forgive me. I'm trying to reset this mic. But it's it's always been amazing to me that I, and I've heard it all my life, but I've really tried to make it more of a point to remember in my life that God does. He works in mysterious ways. And one of the things we're, we're, we've been walking through the book of James um, in the youth group, you know, over the past, you know, it, it feels like basically all summer. Mm-hmm. And I, can, I completely, well, completely. Well, what I was going to say, yeah, yeah, go ahead. what I was going to say is, boy, has James been good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it'll, it'll part, it'll, it'll partially come back to me, but God works in mysterious ways. And we've been walking through the book of James and talking about how, you know, James is a tough book. Yeah. Like it's a really, it, it, there are tough things that are said in the Bible that you, you look at. And most people, I think just kind of nod off or they, or they go another direction. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to preach on that, but we yeah. didn't, we hit it head on. Yeah. And it's like, it's a tough thing to read. And this is kind of where we're going to get into this. Let's grow upstairs real quick where we got into, especially tonight or when we first started, it was, if you believe you're a believer and you don't do anything with that. If you're just like, okay, I got saved. Yeah, I'm a Christian. And you walk about your life from that point on, not living like that. The goal and the purpose is you want to grow with God. Like we talk about growing upstairs here, but you want to, if you're living a life that you say you're a Christian, but you're not doing anything with it, are you truly a Christian? And I know you and I have listened to Biso mm-hmm. and and the guys at Awaco, and they were talking about this this past week, which blows my mind how much of the Bible like comes back together, yeah, and is and 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 coincides with one another. How are you truly a Christian if you just say a prayer that I'm saved and then you live your life getting drunk, you live your life doing whatever you're doing in life without ever thinking twice about God. That's right. not that's not what it's about, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's one of the things that Graham was hitting on this past week with camp was that idea of it, if the gospel hits you on the way to somebody else. Like, um, you know, a lot of times, like you were saying, those people that, you know, might claim like claim Christianity and then compartmentalize it into a just a regular mundane religion thing um, and not live it out and share it, like, the Bible calls us deliberately in Matthew 28 to go and share and make disciples. Um, And that's, you know, that's a tough thing. It it takes getting out of your comfort zone. Um, It takes getting vulnerable with others and, and talking about things that you're struggling with in life, you know? Yeah. And this is, this is kind of part of it here too. Like in what we're talking about in James one verse nine, Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high positions, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation. So that was another thing we were kind of talking about today. You can have all the riches in the world, but that that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You can who who was it in the Bible? One of the rich had everything. Everything. The, the rich young ruler. Well, it was wasn't Solomon. Oh, I'm King David. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it had a, had everything, and mm-hmm. so it just. If you if you claim to be a Christian, it doesn't just stop with a prayer. You don't right. just pray a prayer and then it's like, all right, I'm a Christian, no big deal, and then live your life as if you're not right. from that point on. You have to continue to work for it. And I think tonight was really good for the youth group kind of listening and talking about as we wrapped up the book of James, how um, 
how much it means like when you have things that are going on in your life, you know, just like you said, planting a seed is such a big thing and having faith that I planted this seed. If it's God's will to do this, mm-hmm. it will happen. If right. it's not, it's not going to, mm-hmm. you know, in those certain circumstances. Yeah. And I think putting the, when we finished, we finished up James tonight, right? And putting the bow on things, it's like it boils down to, to faith and are you living out your faith um and are you putting that faith into action and i think as we grow upstairs as we take that and and finish off that study and we work to live it out um it's a constant reminder of it you know i got to do a heart check on myself like do i have the faith do i truly trust in jesus to enough to to live it out and um i think that's the challenge that i've gotten from this study is like um as we continue out, as we as we close that door on James and continue, you know, to reference back to it, right? But as we fin- as a youth group, as we finish up that study, um, how do we work to um, put that into action in our daily walks, um, whether wherever we may be, you know? Yeah, I think this is this is a song we talk about music, and I won't play too much of it, but it's you had sent it to me. Mm-hmm. That's such a the so song good. is the song is called Monday Monday Morning Faith, which is such a big thing. And, and you and I talked about this. We'll kind of wrap up on this, but you and I talked about it a little bit earlier this week. Was man, I want that Monday faith where it's like I'm not just going to church. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the James. This is me finally getting back on track with where my brain was going earlier. I don't want to just be a Christian on Sundays. I don't want to just be a Christian on Wednesday night when we have a youth youth gathering and everything. I want to be able to. And, and, and we are, we're able to be a Christian and live a Sunday morning faith every day of the week. Mm-hmm. It's like I told you, it doesn't have to just be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You have, I, what, what was the thing that I text you? I'm going to see if I can find it, try to go back to it, that, that when it hit me, I was like, this is the truest thing I think I've ever said. And I said it and couldn't believe that I'm the one that <laughs> said it. And it was, uh, it's crazy when the Holy Spirit starts. Just moving. I mean, it was a full. Just, you don't dude, even yes, realize it, it was that. a full on. This is at like seven in the morning, seven thirty in the morning the other morning. Noah hits me with a verse out of like what were you reading Proverbs? Yeah. Was that what it was? And I was just like, dude, this hit me first thing in the morning. Like I rolled over and I was like, this is what we're on this morning. <laughs> like so much so, I got up, made a cup of coffee, opened up the book, and started reading. I was like, and I jumped into Matthew, which mm-hmm. is where I've kind of been jumping back and forth through. Matthew 6 and Matthew 10 and, and kind of looking at your value um, in God's eyes. But this is what I said. I was like, <laughs> it's kind of nuts to look back on. But y'all walking with the world six days of the week, but only with God one day of the week, and that ain't it. Right. And when I was thinking about it, the more I got to thinking about it, I was like, there are times where even I have walked with the Lord only one day a week, a Absolutely. lot in my life. Yeah. I'm not perfect by any means. That's not what we're here to tell you is that we're perfect and everything that we do, everything that we say on here is perfect. It's right. It's way, the way you should live. We're going to screw up, but that's the, that's the, but God. Mm-hmm. And I will say that throughout this entire podcast. I'm going to mess up, but God, mm-hmm. I'm going to be good at things, but God. We talked about it tonight. Mm-hmm. In the good, in the bad, in the ugly, in the beautiful, you praise him regardless. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's such a big thing. And if we can ever get to where we 
don't just live a worldly life six days of the week and a Christian life one day of the week to where we not flip that, but it's seven days a week. We look to God every day and look to shine Jesus light mm-hmm. as a, as a throwback to, to VBS. VBS this week, this year. Um, it's such a big thing, you know, and it's so easy though. It's so easy to get up on Sunday, go to church, come home, take a nap, live your life normally without Christ in it for the next six days. Yeah. And I think that's the, there's one part of that song. I think when it gets to the bridge, it, it starts by saying hell's not scared of a Sunday faith. And I think somebody may like a lot of people may look at that line and say, what do you, what do you mean? You know, like, um, hell, you know, hell's lost the battle. Like hell, hell should be scared of God. But it's like, I think the song is looking at the, the devil, you know, the enemy against people who claim to be Christian, people who are calling themselves Christians, but have, have so long just compartmentalized it. And it's like, hell is, is not scared of someone who just claims to be a Christian who's just walking through the motions on Sunday and then goes and lives like the yeah. world on the, the throughout the rest of the week. And I think that's the challenge that I'm really feeling the Lord put on my, my life right now is is how can, as a leader in the youth group, as, a, as someone who helps out with things at church, like how can we um, live in Christ as a way to where people look at, um, you know, the youth group and the, and the, and the people of our church and say, that's those people, they're living it week, you know, day in and day out of the week. Um, how can I let others see God in me? Exactly. And as um, I walk through just normal life, right. Not just sitting up on a, or sitting in a pew on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you mentioned be so and, and, um, the, that podcast and, and JP and them. And, um, one thing that he mentioned in one of their podcasts that really hit me was he was talking about how, um, sometimes he pictures the enemy looking at, um, the earth and the world nowadays. And his was talking about, you know, he's got to sit back and think, you know, I've got them right where I want them. Yeah. I've got them right. You know, I've got them right where I want them. And I think that's what that song is talking about. It's like, Hell, hell's not scared of of us just walking through the motions, and then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, um, you know, living in sin, being a, a having a addictions and that type of thing. Like, um, and and that's one thing that hits so hard about camp this week is once that once you have been made right in the eyes of God and your image is restored, live it out. Yeah, don't put those chains back on. And it's like you know, if you think of someone who's been in jail. Right. And and they somebody comes to them and they've got shackles around their feet and around their hands and they just are are in jail and somebody comes up to them and takes those shackles off of them, which is what Jesus does when he breaks those chains of sin in our life. That person's going to run free like they're going to they're going to be out of that jail before you can even blink your eye. And so many times we just ask the Lord to um you know, save us in times of need. And then we just, we, instead of running away from that, we just put those shackles right back on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the challenge of that is, is living in the freedom of being saved um, and just walking in relationship with him. 
Yeah, I think that's that's something we're going to talk. I, I want to talk somewhat about that next week. Is something else that they talked about? Like we ask for blessing, mm-hmm. like it's just a gift. Yeah. Do we? And I was reading David Platt's book this past week, and one of the things he says is sometimes as Christians we get caught up in wanting the gifts more than we want the giver. And yeah. it's like Jesus is the means, like he, he is the end. Like he, it's, it's not like he's just a means to the end of us getting this gift that we want, but he truly is the gift and the prize. And I think that goes right along with what you were saying. Yeah, kind of kind of an analogy, and we'll wrap up on this unless you have anything else. Um, for all of our football fans out there, you're a big FSU fan. I'm a big dog. Go Knowles. Dogs on top. We've been hanging out there for the past couple of years, which has been nice, considering it's been since 1980 before this. But regardless, uh, to to put it on that, as far as like the devil don't fear a Sunday morning faith, mm-hmm. you know, when you're not living at that. Look at it in this way. If FSU practiced on Sunday, you think anybody fears playing that team <laughs> if they play, if they practice Sunday and they don't practice at least four or five other days think, outside of Sunday. I think that's the only time they ever practiced whenever Willie Taggart was the coach. It it could have been. But, <laughs> but look at it look at it that way. If you've no. got a team that is coming out here to play and try to win a national championship game and you practice one day of the week, do you think you're going to be prepared for that game come Saturday? No. Uh, absolutely not. No. The enemy, the team that's across from you, will win every single time mm-hmm. until you step up and start making that choice mm-hmm. in your life to put God first each and every single day, not just on a Sunday morning, not just on a Wednesday night. And the hard part, and the youth will find this out as they go, because I do this, I mean, yearly, especially the older you get. It's so hard when you catch fire to keep fire. But if you put God first in everything that you do in your life, whether good, bad, ugly, beautiful, like we talked about tonight, Mm -hmm. if you do that, and the first thing you think when something good happens in your life, you say, God, thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Or something terrible happens, and you're like, God, I know there's a purpose behind this. Right. You know, that's such a big thing. So That's good. So this is kind of how this episode's going to be. We're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter next go around. If you heard a dog barking in the background, listen, we're working on it, okay? <laughs> we're going to figure this thing out, okay? But, uh, Noah, I'm so excited for us to do this. You know, it's, it's again, it's not something that we're just growing with God. We're not just growing upstairs, but we're growing together in this. You know, yeah. I think like we talked about having relationship with God, but also relationship as leaders and, and growing in that way as well. Because you, you, you touched on this uh, yesterday. It may have been having a connection as a leader that helps along the way, leading a youth group as well sure. as we continue. To so yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to uh, doing it again. Yeah. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be fun. So we don't have any socials for you guys to reach out to us. We'll figure all that out. Um, as time goes, we're just kind of getting started with this thing, but make sure you guys tune in next week. We'll do the same thing on the same day at the same time and figure it out from there. So sounds like a plan, but Noah, we're going to check out again. This is growing upstairs with your host Holden and Noah check with you guys next week. See you guys.